Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what other movies may have inspired it. And today we're going to be looking at Sicario, Day of the Soldado. But before we get into that, we've got a few things I want to talk about at the top of the show here. Um, and of course, first and foremost, if you're not subscribed to Piecing It Together yet, please make sure you get subscribed. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. We're on pretty much every podcast app, so make sure you're subscribed. Also, uh, you could rate and review us on iTunes. You could send us some feedback directly to my email, bydavidrosen at gmail.com, or tweet at us at PiecingPod. Also, make sure to check out our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. We've been having a lot of great conversations in there. We want to get all of you involved in those conversations. And as usual, I definitely want to ask for your feedback. We want to know how you're enjoying the show, what you're thinking about the different puzzle pieces we describe and, uh, you know, all the different movies we get into and all that. And by the way, if you hear my cat walking around, I can't seem to get her out of this room, no matter how hard I try. She's literally rubbing on the mic right now. And it's probably going to cuss all kinds of feedback, but, you know, there's no getting around it. So I'm sorry. We'll, we'll just work with what we got here. <laughs> but um, anyway, yeah, we got a great show today um, and we got a few episodes already uh, in the works that will be coming to you in the next few weeks. So, of course, please get subscribed. So that way you'll be the first to find out about these. Um, also, we've been doing a lot of cross promotion with a bunch of uh, different podcasts and stuff like that. And uh, it's been a lot of fun. You could check me out on the Podskewer uh, podcast. Uh, I talked about piecing it together, about our other podcast, Bird Road, also about my music and a bunch of other stuff. It was a really great conversation. And I have a few other guest appearances lined up. I'll let you know about those once they're up. Uh, but I'm having a lot of fun being on all these different podcasts. So it's it's always fun. And I, you know, I love doing this podcast. I love doing Bird Road, but it's great to be on other ones too, because, you know, get to talk about all kinds of other stuff and see how they do it. You know, it's fun. So with that said, um, I guess we should get into today's episode. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Sicario Day of the Soldado, which is the sequel to Sicario, which was one of the best movies probably of this past decade. I mean, seriously, a phenomenal movie and probably a movie that didn't need a sequel. But here we are and we've got one. Uh this time we do not have the director, Dennis Vellenview. Uh, we do not have Emily Blunt. We do not have Johan Johansson, rest in peace. But 
one of the best scores in recent memory. Amazing score. Um, we do not have Roger Deakins, uh, cinematographer, but we do still have the writer Taylor Sheridan. We do still have Benicio del Toro. We do still have Josh Brolin. Um, and we do still have an incredibly bleak movie set, uh, with the Mexican drug cartels and the, the Mexico, Texas border and a lot of really dark action. And, uh, there, there's a lot to love about this movie as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, we're going to get into it, um, here on the show. I'm talking with returning co-host Chad Clinton Freeman, who has been absent from the show for a few weeks, but I'm glad to have him back. And we actually have a few more episodes together coming up. So, uh, hope you enjoy it. Let's get to it. Well, back with us again for the first time in a while is our buddy Chad Clinton Freeman on an episode of Piecing It Together. Chad, how you doing? Hey, Dave. How's it going? I am doing good. Uh, yeah, excited to get back into this. Um, I it, it has been actually I've had a couple of uh, things going on with a new job and a, and, a, and a moving house. And so I hadn't seen a lot of movies lately, but yeah. uh, I'm glad to uh, get uh, back to seeing some movies and uh, get back on the show uh, and try to come back more regularly now. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, speaking of regularly, we're actually recording two episodes back to back today, but that, that's a little inside baseball for everybody. I don't know when I'll be putting up each one, but you know, we'll see what happens. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad to have you back and I'm glad to be talking about Sicario Day of the Soldado. Soldado? Yeah, it's Soldado, right? <laughs> I, 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 I was going to say before we got too heavy into this, yeah, there are a lot of like words that are Spanish that might come up, like uh, Soldado, so, so, Soldado, however you say it. And I'm sure I'm saying, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm sure I'm saying them all wrong. So uh, <laughs> just forgive us, everybody right, out there. Yeah, right, right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> we will do our best, we promise. <laughs> but yeah, Sicario, Day of the Soldado the sequel to Sicario um a movie that very much did not need a sequel um mm -hmm. but here we are and um I would say to varying degrees of success we now have a, a continued story but kind of a side story but in some ways continued um but we'll get into it as we uh you know continue getting into these puzzle pieces and all that um but before we do jump in I, I do think we should let the listeners know that you actually saw this movie quite a long time ago. Yeah, uh, I saw it last year, and, and I think it was actually toward the beginning of last year. Yeah, even. It was like March yeah. or something, like February yeah, or March. Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was a test screening for this. Uh, you were supposed to go, and so I was. And you, couldn't, <laughs> and you couldn't make it. Uh, so in the, at the time, I believe the name of the movie was just uh, Soldado. Uh, they had gotten mm -hmm. rid of all the Sicario mentions, and you know, and it changed a couple times since then because it was a Sicario two at one time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so and I haven't rewatched it, so uh, I, I uh, there will be some things that will be a little fuzzy when I am talking about the movie, and some things may have changed since I did see the movie because it was a test screening, and they asked for the the feedback and all of that stuff on the movie, uh, and uh, I personally didn't really like it, uh, <laughs> but. But, but that but that's okay uh I, I i did really love the first movie 
Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, uh, I do, there are some things in there that I do enjoy. Uh, but yeah, um, not to get too deep into that. Uh, it has been a while since I've seen it, but uh, I think uh, I'm still good to go on this because there were several movies that did come to mind as I was watching it. Good, good. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of the first movie, um, you know, while this is a very different movie from Sicario, uh, I do think that there are a lot of shared influences between the two. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think some of the movies that we might end up bringing up right now may be things that uh, could certainly have applied to Sicario if we had been doing piecing it together back then when that came out. Yeah, Um, yeah. No, I'd agree with that. I mean, especially the, the... the main influence that I was going to bring up, uh, which I can go ahead and go first. if, if uh, Yeah, you might as well. Let's okay. let you do okay. the first puzzle piece. Okay. So, and, and actually, uh, and I've done this before, but the first puzzle piece, and instead of just mentioning one of the movies, because the more I thought about it, several movies did come to mind. It is mm-hmm. uh, uh, Catherine Bigelow. Um, uh, mm-hmm. She, uh, several of her movies, specifically Zero Dark Thirty. Um mm-hmm. That one I felt was a influence of this one. Uh, and like you said, yeah, I, I, I felt like that was an influence for Sicario as well. Um, and I feel like that, uh, uh, well, and not only that one, The Hurt Locker and also even Detroit. I, I just feel like that her, those recent movies that she's done, the gritty um, and, and dark and a uh, lot of uh, uh, like really gray moral areas uh, going mm-hmm. on. Um, and uh, I, I felt like that this one really was trying to be like one of those movies. It was trying to be like a Catherine Bigelow movie. Uh, I personally didn't feel it succeeded in that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, uh, it's really, I mean, specifically zero dark 30, the thing that would Z- zero dark 30 though, that, that I feel like that for me saved that movie um, was one that there was the truth uh, that the story was based on. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, uh, of course, the, uh, the, the, the main character in that movie, which, again, this one was missing Emily Blunt from the first one, which I feel was a very, exactly. very uh, uh, hard thing to move forward with this movie. And, and I think that just the fact that she wasn't there made me not like the movie. Uh, right off the bat but then also that really took away the uh and i and i read that the the director he felt this as well she not having her character in the movie took away the moral compass of the movie uh, i was about to bring that exact point up yeah that he <laughs> specifically said that right, and I, right. I i don't know if he meant it as a good thing or not but <laughs> but uh I, he, it's absolutely he, true yeah, he he meant it as a good thing. I, I do believe because uh, that's what actually what he was going for. Uh, yeah, but for me that I mean, it's that, his movie. That, yeah, for me that uh, that very much hurt it. Um, yeah, but yeah, zero, zero dark thirty. Uh, I mean, uh, very much so with not just some of the interrogation tactics and things like that that they go on in it, uh, but uh, also just the the darkness and the grittiness and the, you know, just the ugliness of of what is going on. Um, Exactly. Yeah. I actually had the Hurt Locker as one of mine. Um, (laughs) So yeah, I I totally agree. The the grittiness, the the realness of war, the the not shying away from just how awful and violent everything is uh, when when you're at war. Um, A funny thing though, is that once the movie really gets going, 
it kind of drops that angle. It, it like that's kind of the setup for everything for the uh, for the tone, for the setting, for uh, for showing what uh, Josh Brolin's character has been up to, you know, since right. the first Sicario. But um, but yeah, I mean, that eventually isn't really what the movie is about. But it absolutely has that parallel because of the feel of it and everything like that. Also, um, another thing we were just talking about before the show started about some of the differences since you had seen it at that test screening. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there was that scene in the grocery store. Um, obviously, spoiler alert, we talk spoilers right, on the show. Right. Um, but there, there's a, a very, very graphic um, suicide bomber scene in a grocery store. Um, which was like very, very intense and very disturbing and a pretty, pretty shocking way to start the movie. Um, and you said that you don't recall that even being in your test screen when you saw it. Well, I, the scene was there, but the, it didn't go Mm -hmm. like, it didn't show any, it it didn't show what I had read that reviews were saying, uh, like the, in the reviews, it had said there was a moment with a, a mother and a daughter and, uh, it just like really puts you into that moment. And then, uh, it's very, very intense, uh, scene and really hits you hard. Now, when I saw it, this, uh, that, that didn't happen. You just saw the guys go into, uh, like the supermarket and they, they, they did the bombing, but there was nothing like, uh, that really gotcha. like pushed, pushed it home in that way or, or made you really feel anything, uh, intense about that scene. Right. Uh, it was very just, um, um, just very bland, right? Just just an explosion in a, in an action movie kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, it, that that could have maybe uh, changed the tone of the movie and and changed the way that I did view the movie. Uh, but uh, uh, like I said, um, would have just I made remember, it even darker. That's all. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a possibility. Well, see, because that's the thing is that what I was reading is that people were saying that 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 moment really made them feel like, okay, something has to be done. There has to be revenge and this has to get ugly. So it really puts you into that mindset. Mm. And that wasn't really the mind. I never got into that mindset. I, my mindset was just like, you know, it just is, this felt like a, 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 a low budget action movie very much for me. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. I, I could, I could see that. I could see that. But uh, but yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they may have punched things up a bit uh, mm. since I did uh, see it. And, and that scene specifically, because, yeah, I, I, I do not uh, remember that scene going that far. So, okay. well, you know, sticking with the uh, the darkness and the bleakness of, of the world as it is right now in America specifically and the Texas uh, Mexico border specifically, my first puzzle mm-hmm. piece actually applies to both Sicario and Sicario Day of the Soldado, um, which is no country for old men. Um, you know, uh, that was one that I also had thought of. Yeah, that one too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just that, that bleakness, that, that hopelessness of, of just how bad things are, but also on another level, because that I think is kind of pretty obvious, um, especially for anyone who's seen Sicario, um, and plus with Josh Brolin, uh, is in both movies, but, uh, on, on another level, I, I kind of, especially with this one, I kind of look at Benicio del Toro's uh, Sicario character as like a hero version of Javier Bardem's Anton Chigurh. Um, they're, <laughs> they're both these yeah, just like that. weird, 
like unstoppable forces that like there's just there, there's no killing they're, they're going to get out of any and every situation they're going to kill everything that gets in their way like they're they're basically invincible um and mm-hmm. so yeah i i think they're like kind of two sides of a coin yeah, no, I, I get that totally, uh, which is funny because the, 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 what you mentioned about how um, the uh, the bleakness of uh, basically the, the overall feeling that kind of the country has mm-hmm. is, is, is sort of where this film and, and, and the type of film that it is and the feeling that it has, where it's coming from. Yeah. And where the, the, the energy that No Country for Old Men – and the, the the three that I thought of that and they were all along the same time mm-hmm. was No Country for Old Men, There Will Be Blood, and The Dark Knight. They all had this very much this bleakness, this very like anger, and also just like kind of uh hostility about them and 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 and, and meanness in a way sure. and those really kind of came from you know the george w bush and the uh the right, whole right. middle east uh iraq and all of that stuff that was going on and and, and in a way um you know maybe maybe this is the the uh the Trump version of that <laughs> uh and maybe we will see more uh you know movies um uh, it, it, that that are that are more along the lines of this one, yeah. uh, which was funny because I didn't like any of those three movies, and I don't like this movie either. <laughs> three three incredible <laughs> movies that Chad doesn't like. <laughs> well, it, but but also speaking on that in, in that same way. Okay, so you go back and you think about the the Catherine Bigelow movies. Mm-hmm. Hers were more from. The Obama years, especially mm-hmm. Zero Dark Thirty and The Heart Locker. So they were more looking at these situations, but not necessarily, I don't think, with the same amount of hostility and bleakness. Sure. And they were more of more judging, actually, the people that are doing the things as well. Yeah. Whereas... I think this one is that's that's one of the again that that moral compass is where what's missing from it totally. Uh, it's like it's a total non non judging anything that happens, yeah. and and it's almost like there's no. I mean, there's a little bit of a redemption I feel in a way, especially for Benicio's uh, character. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, there there isn't a whole lot of redemption to be yeah. found in the whole movie. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, I mean, the parallel to No Country from Old Men I think is a great one. And uh, and yeah, I, I I totally see that and totally um, am am just not a fan of those type of movies. I guess. <laughs> I guess. Well, you know, just to, to, to continue, I was going to save this one for later, but just to continue with what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. um, I, I also had written down Donald Trump's America and I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm right. certainly, I'm certainly not going to say I'm not a fan of Trump, but I'm not going to sit here and blame everything on Trump. I'm not going to blame the entire situation in the United States and uh, everything happening with the, with the border and Mexico and everything on him alone. But right, right. Uh, certainly things are elevated right now. Uh, certainly mm-hmm. things are worsening. Um, and there is just so much negativity in this country and, I think that this is exactly a movie that's going to be born out of that. 
Um, you know, right. we, we've always said that there's going to be a lot of movies based on like, oh, you know, we don't want Trump elected, but there's going to be great movies and music, you know, and this, <laughs> right. you know, it's debatable whether this is a great movie. But regardless, this is certainly one of those kind of movies that's going to come out of uh, this time and this this administration. Right. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. Uh, which, which is funny, brings me to the, the other puzzle piece that uh, I was going to bring up. And again, I'm, I'm going to say it totally wrong. I know um, the, uh, the, the movie that came out, uh, I can't remember if it actually came out in 2015. I know it was a 2015 movie. It maybe came out in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, Deserto, however you say it, the the Gal Garcia Bernal and Jeffrey, yeah, 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 that's the one. <laughs> yeah, I always so, wanted to see th- that. I never got around to seeing it. Yeah. Okay, so that one was more of a thriller, like more of a straight up kind of. Well, it turned into one, but mm-hmm. it had a lot of parallels to this one because, of course, it was about um, uh, some uh, Mexicans that were crossing over uh the border uh and uh getting into the country illegally mm. and jeffrey dean morgan plays this crazy guy who's basically stalking them and uh, gunning them down he's, i don't he's i don't like, believe it jeffrey dean morgan playing that i don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah Imagine. so uh so it, it really turns into a survival kind of movie which i love those kind of movies uh, but there were some moments in this one uh, where the just like uh, just just some of the some of the the things that you're shown about getting onto this bus and then getting onto this truck and doing all these different things of the traveling mm-hmm. of them going across the border. A lot of those things in this movie um, were like almost exactly the, 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 the way they were in that movie as well. Oh, cool. uh, so very so very much. Um, uh, again, it, not even that 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 film influenced it in that regard, but that they're both kind of dealing with the same thing. And obviously, there's a little bit of truth there uh, in, in the the way the workings are of the you know uh, crossing uh, the border illegally and whatnot. Uh, so this is gonna make me sound like such a white boy, but I, I found all that really interesting. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. The, the realism definitely. of of how that was. Uh, that was portrayed and I'm assuming it was pretty real. I mean, it seems like the kind of movie that would have done it the right way, you know, the, the real way. Um, and yeah, I found it all very interesting the way that they uh, portrayed it. Um, yeah, and, no. And, and again, and, and it, I, I, I do agree. And I think that uh, I may have uh, enjoyed it more. I may have, have had more interest in it had I not seen that movie before this. Mm. Uh, so I think that that brought down some of that, uh, um, interest that I had in it. It, w- it was more along the lines of, oh, well, this is just like that movie, uh, as opposed to, hey, this is this is something I hadn't seen before. Uh, I, I but still yeah. need to see that movie. Yeah, it looked really good. It, I gotta see it. It, 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 it. It's it's good. It's not great, but I mean, I I I enjoy it. Uh, of course, I mean, it's got great. Those two guys are great actors, and then also, like I said, I like survival type movies and that's essentially what it turns into uh, is a survival movie um and um this one um it's this is one that was very i felt 
kind of turned into uh, almost a Robert Rodriguez movie in a way with the uh, a double cross this person and, and and all of those kind of you know there there are two different types of movies that do these the the double crossing and whatnot you've got yeah. the the big time uh, Hollywood movies that like um, Ridley Scott does and has like Leonardo uh, DiCaprio in it. And then you've got like Robert Rodriguez. Um, and this one felt to me more in line with the Robert Rodriguez. In fact, you were talking about how um, uh, Del Toro's character was like this invincible kind of almost su superhero in a way. Yeah. I felt like th this went into almost like Desperado territory with that. <laughs> yeah. Not quite Desperado once upon a time in Mexico, but I kind of felt that. You know what though? Uh, you know what though? I'm going to write Desperado on this overall list because <laughs> I, I hadn't thought of it, but I, I seriously with that character, with that just invincible gun toting character, you right. know, I, I, I think I'm I, gonna add it to the list. I can totally see like the third in this trilogy going <laughs> that direction. Like oh, all yeah. of a sudden it's you know like uh desperado. I can totally see that. <laughs> um <laughs> in fact that I mean they I just get Rodriguez to direct the third one. Sure uh, and, see, and see what happens. <laughs> 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 so uh desierto is a great uh setup for my next one another alfonso Cuarón movie uh children of men which mm, uh, okay I, I, again a similar like like visceral you mm -hmm. know very gritty feel but also about transporting a young girl across uh mm -hmm. war-torn uh territory um and obviously very different stories but um yeah, I, I think the the feel and and plot uh, like definitely bring both of these movies to uh, to a certain parallel. I think. Yeah, it did, no, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that 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 was a good one. I I didn't even think of that one. Uh, again, it's another one I don't like. <laughs> you don't like Children of Men? I I loved yeah, it when I, it came I, out. I haven't seen it since like the theater when I first when it first right. came out, but. Yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't like hate it like like No Country for Old Men. I that was one that I really totally was just like did not like I, mm -hmm. I didn't have that reaction to it. But uh, obviously, I'm not a, I, even though I'm like a fan of like I say gritty movies, but not this kind of like <laughs> right, yeah. gritty kind of movies. I don't know what it is, but uh, yeah. yeah, no, I totally see that parallel. Uh, and I, and also it's funny. Um, this is like the one episode where I'm just like totally everything. I'm like, yep. Don't like that. Don't like that. Don't like that. Uh, <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes it's gotta happen. I mean, <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna happen once in a while. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I, uh, I had a, one other puzzle piece actually. Uh, one uh, that this reminded me of uh, was actually a movie um, that uh, from the eighties. Uh, it was a, a movie with Jack Lemmon called Missing. Uh, which I actually saw at the theater when it came out. Um, I was, I was like a pretty young when I saw it. I don't remember, like, I remember I went with, uh, the neighbor down the street, like, um, uh, his parents would like drop us off in the movies and we would, could go to movies. Like my parents didn't do that kind of thing. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. uh, we went and saw, uh, this movie missing. I don't know. I guess he picked it. 
totally not a movie for kids because it's uh like about a journalist that's in Chile and this is like in the late sixties and he gets uh, kidnapped and he's uh, his dad, which Jack Lemon plays comes over and is looking for him. And it's just like a very dark and miserable and like depressing movie um, about this dad searching for his son and he never does find him. Uh, and actually I remember at the time, uh, when I saw it at the theater, I actually fell asleep in the movie. And then we actually <laughs> stayed because they actually let you do that in those days. We stayed the second time to rewatch it because we were waiting on his dad to come pick us up. And we actually nice. fell asleep. We fell asleep again during the movie. And his dad, <laughs> and his dad came in and woke us up. So anyway, <laughs> this movie, there was something about it that just reminded me of that movie. Uh, and just like ha- made me remember, uh, have these memories of this movie missing, which I did rewatch uh, back in, I guess, like 20, 2014 or so. I actually rewatched it because my dad had it on DVD and my dad oh, yeah. like had everything on DVD. When we were, I was going to, through his stuff and uh, he was like, pick out a movie. So I picked out Missing because I was like, I saw this in the theater and fell asleep. And so we put it on and I fell asleep <laughs> watching it. So, <laughs> so anyways, I don't know what to take of that, but it just reminded me of Missy. <laughs> Interesting. I, I have not heard of that movie. Uh, it sounds like a good one to take a nap during, but, uh, you know, <laughs> or it could be good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a, you know, it's just a dark and kind of uh, just gritty and just kind of dreadful kind of movie. Sure. That's all. And then yeah, it's, yeah. you know, I mean, it's totally, totally like this one. It's totally the, the, this, this is like the, you know, uh, not feel good movie of the summer uh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I, even though, and we'll get to it at the end, even though I liked it more than you did, I would totally agree with that statement. <laughs> Definitely. Right. Um, so I have two more puzzle pieces, so I will, uh, I'll jump in my next one here, uh, which is late era Mel Gibson movies. Um, and I mean specifically Mm. Mel Gibson, the actor. Uh, so I'm talking like edge of darkness and blood father. And I'm pretty sure there was one other, I I could bring up IMDb, but I'm not going to bother. But, uh, uh, I think there was one other one that he did over the last like decade or so. But, um, but yeah, those kind of just. They feel like a little better than a crap action movie. You know what I mean? They're like, right, they're, right. They're, they they have they have something because of the talent involved in the acting side of things that really mm-hmm. kind of brings it out and makes it more than just a run of the mill action movie. Um, and and I think that both Josh Brolin and uh, Benicio del Toro, I mean, they really bring it in this, regardless of of what the point of it is and regardless of the the bleakness of it and regardless of whether or not even has any reason to exist this particular movie um they really bring it both of them and that that kind of acting that really elevates these kind of otherwise just run-of-the-mill action movies i i think mel gibson's movies really tend to uh embody that that kind of a spirit i totally i I, you know uh i didn't think of that but i totally get what you're saying and um and get the gringo was that the other one you were thinking of 
Um, oh, maybe. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that one. Yeah. Cause absolutely. actually, I, I actually love that movie. Uh, but, right um, but yeah, uh, totally. Uh, cause like <clears throat> how I, again, I did say that to me, this one felt like a very kind of generic, like action movie kind of feels like a straight to, uh, you know, uh, straight. I, I, I say straight to DVD still, uh, at least I've upgraded from straight to VHS. Um, but I know <laughs> straight to digital or whatever you want to call them uh, these days, but, um, you know, non-theatrical action movies. Um, but you're right. The, the acting in it is still, you know, top notch. Uh, it definitely does, yeah. um, elevate it to a certain degree. Uh, with uh, the acting uh, that these guys are doing, and I, and I do get that parallel because yeah, that that's the thing with um with like Mel Gibson is that you can just throw him in kind of a crappy action movie, and it's just Mel Gibson. <laughs> he just has this this charisma and this like he yeah. himself is just like bigger than life in a way, so he can yeah. just like elevate. Yeah, like Bloodfather otherwise yeah. that would be a total crap movie, but I do like that movie. That is a good movie. And yeah. even get the gringo exactly. uh, edge of darkness. I didn't like quite as much as those two, but yeah, it, it does definitely have that same, um, same um, uh, charm to it. Uh, so I, I, t I totally get that. So Absolutely. there we go. Part three starring yeah. Mel Gibson directed by Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm, 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 I'm on board, man. I am on board. <laughs> okay. So you keep, keep Josh Brolin, keep, uh, Benicio, uh, bring back, yeah. uh, Emily Blunt and throw in Mel Gibson. Okay. Uh, this will oh be my great. God. This is, <laughs> now this is a movie. This is a movie. I I'm, I'm ordering my popcorn in advance with Adam tickets. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, my final, my final puzzle piece is actually something you were just touching on when you were responding there. And mm -hmm. that is actually direct to video sequels to otherwise big movies, right. um, like to, to big Hollywood movies. Uh, and, and, now, let me just clarify this. And again, I mentioned this earlier. I'm going to talk about it when we close up here in a minute. I like this movie. I, right. I didn't love it. It's, it's nothing compared to the original, um, but I, I definitely liked it. I, I thought it was a lot of fun despite the bleakness and everything. I love the performances. There's a, a lot of great action in it, I thought. Um, but like I've said a couple of times throughout this, uh, this conversation, uh, it's just a movie that doesn't need to exist in the same way that a lot of... I, I mean, I could go down the list right now, but it's not even necessary. I think anybody who's listening probably knows what I mean when I say direct video sequels to movies that were big hits. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, th there's just so many of them. And you look, you'll like, especially back in the day, like browsing the shelves at Blockbuster mm -hmm. or something. Like, mm -hmm. now, nowadays it would be the on demand menus or whatever, but. Uh, and you're, you'd be like, when do they make a sequel to that? And then you look and you're like, oh, no one involved with the original. Right. <laughs> right. right. And of course, this does still have the same writer. It still has uh, two of the main actors, but it doesn't have the main actor, uh, actress, uh, Emily Blunt. It doesn't have the, the director. It uh, doesn't have the DP, doesn't have the composer, which, by the way, right. original Sicario had probably the best score of the last decade. Um, and they bring back uh, a couple of the themes. But still, I mean, you know. Rest in peace, Johan. But you know, right, without, right. without him on board, it's just not the same. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is one of those movies where it's like they like. How exactly do you make the sequel without 
everybody coming back right you know yeah it's just something it's something that happens in this industry where they do it anyway yeah and and the guy from get out uh i always forget his name daniel kaluuya Kaluuya? yeah 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 Yeah. uh he was you know he was in the the first one uh and um that's right i forgot about that that he was in that uh, the other oh he died but uh the the first one was packed with people because uh oh yeah uh uh, john uh, bernthal his character died but he was in there uh there was just like a Mm -hmm. lot of a lot of really really uh great moments in that movie a lot of great actors i mean this one you know the the leads are great and the girl is great as well mm-hmm. in this movie uh yeah. no no knocks against this at all for the acting yeah. um but yeah it is a, a kind of one of those sequels that it's like uh did we really need a, a sequel here uh yeah. and and when they first announced that it was going to be a sequel that's what i thought i didn't think anybody was going to be in and then it would just be a straight to uh you know, uh, video, whatever you want to call it these days, uh, sequel uh, that uh, just somehow was kind of ripping off the first one, which this one does do that, though. It does. There are moments where it's like almost where it's like paying, uh, you know, it's it's nodding to the, to, to the original with the yeah. way the, the scene is uh, goes down or there's just little moments here and there, which uh, kind of irritated me in a way with this kind of movie because of how serious of a movie, you know, it is. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, it, it definitely is uh, one of those that's like, did, did we, did we need a second one? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I guess it's time for the finished puzzle. Um, I'm going to go down the list of all the movies that we just discussed here about Sicario, the movies that make up Sicario day of the Soldado. Um, so we've got no country for old men. Uh, we've got the films of Catherine Bigelow, especially zero dark 30, the hurt locker in Detroit. Uh, there will be blood, the dark Knight, uh, Desierto, um, children of men, uh, late era Mel Gibson movies like Edge of Darkness and Bloodfather and Get the Gringo. Um, we've got Missing. And we've got, as an idea, we've got Donald Trump's America. <laughs> and, and then we've got uh, sequels of big hits that do not have all of the people involved from the original. Usually they go straight to video. Um, and don't, don't, don't forget Desperado. Oh yeah, yeah, Desperado <laughs> and Desperado. Absolutely. We 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 also we also basically tried to get in. I think every movie that ended in O, you know, yes. the, you've got Sicario and then yeah. uh, Desperado. Yes, <laughs> get <Absolutely>. the Gringo, <laughs> Desierto. So oh, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I, I knew it, I would butcher <laughs> lots of uh, Spanish words here. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to wrap it up, um, like I said, I, I did like this movie. Um, I, I don't think it had any reason to exist, but I, I think that once it gets going, it's like a really solid thriller. I think there's a lot of great performances and I, I like it. And, I don't know exactly if it followed the same structure with your screening, but I like how just off the rails it goes at the end with Benicio del Toro. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I like the, it. The, the off the rail. See, that's kind of the, 
to me kind of was it kind of got silly that's that's yes. where no, it did I get mean, silly. so that's why i kind of like <laughs> it kind of made me not respect it more in a way because i'm like <laughs> really <laughs> i mean you i mean there were some really really wacky silly things that happened that we yeah. could we could go into but i don't even think it's really a, a point to really go into spoiling but um yeah, just the way that I don't know. I don't even know that if it, his character even stays the same at all. And then also, <laughs> it's like, is he like non-human? I mean, <laughs> you know, I don't think and, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is it, it's just like, yeah, like I said, it almost really kind of turns into a uh, a Robert Rodriguez movie um, right. it, it, with the with the double crossing, and then also. With just that, uh, just the way things, I I don't know. I'm actually shocked in a way that it was the same writer. I'm not a big fan. um, And I always forget his name because I'm not a Yes, 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 yeah, yes. Yeah. I'm actually, in a way, kind of surprised that uh, that, that that he did write this. Uh, but I mean, obviously, he just was like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna have fun." Kind of. I mean, it's almost like they're like, he was like, "Really? You want a sequel?" Yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah I, I agree a hundred percent. A hundred percent. That's what I think happened. I think he said, "What? Really?" And, and he's just like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna make a freaking Benicio del Toro as a." fucking force of nature movie and but by the way uh when that scene that we're we've been kind of uh tiptoeing around there and not spoiling even though most people have seen it by the time i listen to this but uh when that happens uh someone in the theater said what the fuck and then like everyone in the theater started laughing going no way and like like the whole theater was talking out loud at full volume through that whole scene which Which was actually it's kind of fun i mean it's it's ridiculous but it's kind of fun like you know as a theatrical experience which is exactly (laughs) what people do when they see a movie like planet terror in a theater okay yeah exactly <laughs> very much so uh, so again so again they, they i hope i hope somebody you know i hope the studio hears this this podcast because i do <laughs> want to see mel gibson in the movie and i want to yes. see robert rodriguez directed but i think robert rodriguez would need to write it as well to really just go start from where it went and just go more off the rails sicario so. in space all right well uh chad thanks again for being here and anything you want to uh plug before we get going no i I, i'm good uh you know uh, i i'm I'm glad to 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 be back on the show uh and uh, you know i i i really don't like dislike that many movies so i hope that if anybody's tuning in for the first time, they don't think, man, this guy just hates everything. Uh, yes. Cause it's not true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. In fact, Chad loves everything <laughs> for the most part. So yeah, this is, this is a, uh, a unique one for, uh, for the show and for Chad. So yeah. <laughs> This is Jay, Aaron, and Richard, and we're the VCR Kids. We rewatch movies from our childhood. They're mostly from the 80s and 90s. And we decide whether or not it holds up. Look up the VCR Kids on your favorite podcatcher and check out some of our past episodes. We've watched Hook, 
All Dogs Go to Heaven, The Mighty Ducks, and more. And check out our special episodes where we watch Harry Potter with our friend who has never seen them. Search for the VCR Kids today. We'll talk at you soon. You know, I don't think Sicario would have been the kind of movie that they'd cover on the VCR Kids, but the VCR Kids is a great show. Uh, I listened to an episode just the other day and uh, totally reminded me of if me and Chad were to sit down and finally watch Harry Potter together. Um, But yeah, great show. Go check it out for sure. And I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you go out and check out Sicario Day of the Soldado. Um, It's definitely a movie worth seeing and I hope you're enjoying the show. Make sure to get in touch with us. You can, like I said, tweet at us at Piecing Pod. You can join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. Uh, also, check out our website, piecingpod.com. You can get signed up for our mailing list. We're, we're going to start doing some really cool giveaways and prizes and stuff. So you're definitely going to want to be signed up for that mailing list. Um, so what else we got coming up here? Well, we got we got going to have another episode right next week, uh, probably just one a week for the rest of July. But uh, we are going to be continuing to make more episodes every week. Uh, also, I'm going to be traveling to uh, the podcast movement convention in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going with Q, uh, my co-host on Bird Road, uh, who also runs this All Points West network. And we're going together to go do some networking. He's going to be actually speaking at the convention, and I'll probably end up in that speech at some point in some way. Um, we're also going to be doing a uh, a uh, meetup for political podcasters and anyone in, interested in politics. Uh you can check out a link to that in the show notes and also on our Facebook. Um, I'm also hoping to do a movie podcaster meetup. So if you're listening to this and you're a movie podcaster or you're just going to be in Philadelphia uh, in late July during podcast movement, uh, let me know because I want to gauge some interest and try to set something up. I think it would be a lot of fun for some uh, a bunch of movie or entertainment-loving podcasters to all get together and talk movies and uh, – Maybe we'll do something for the show with it. So definitely get in touch. And aside from that, rate and review the show. Leave us some feedback. Make sure you're subscribed. And I will talk to you guys next week on another new episode of Piecing It Together. And as I leave you now, I'm going to leave you with a song called Bandwidth from my first album, Echoes in the Dark.
and all points west. Thank you.